It's the Fresh Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. GQ, a.k.a. Papi de Chocolate, what the Dominicans call me. Or as y'all found out last week, Gus, what my family calls me. But yeah, I'm back again to give y'all some more of this freshness. And I got a a special guest for y'all. It's my homeboy, you know what I'm saying? We met years, years ago out here, man. We was out here on the grind. We got my homeboy. We got uh, your new role, Pastor. There you go. Pastor Kevin Francis, uh, you What's know, we're, we're going to give you the round of applause. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All good, man. How you feeling, bro? I'm good, man. Blessed and highly favored. I can't complain. That's what's up. It's been a minute since we've seen each other, so we got yeah. to reconnect for about 15 minutes and talk. Yeah, man. I like. I think I met you probably when I was like 10. Nah, no. Nah, you was a teenager. This was, nah. bro, no. This was 2007, 2008. You met a Best New Talent. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. You was so a maybe, teenager. Okay, okay. Well, I've been in Best in Town for a while, so maybe. How many years did you go? Yeah, every year. Okay, I did it for like three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was when uh, your homie from uh, uh, Nickelodeon. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, so you remember was, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Okay, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, okay, yeah. it's crazy because like me and him, we still cool. He's been on the podcast. Okay. But we do this... Uh, we do these Zoom meetings like every two weeks on Thursday called Bruh. I forgot what it, exactly the acronym is for, but it's it's a black man talking about therapy and shit like that. Oh, okay. And I, I just made like a little TikTok and a little video uh, joking about him because he sent yeah. me this video we made in like 2010 because he's in the movie Hardball. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and, when, right. and when G-Baby right. dies during the funeral scene, he's the only one crying. At the funeral. So I was always joking, like, bro, why the fuck you crying? This ain't even your brother and shit. So he sent me that little video. I made a TikTok about it. But yeah, yeah. So we met up there. Because I was, I was like wondering if you remember where we met. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. I was probably in my teens. And yeah. that, that was... Um Cause you had your homeboy, the the fucking one of the biggest poses I've ever seen in my life. You already know who I'm talking Listen, about. <laughs> I'm holy now, so we ain't gonna be talking about him. But you talking about Sean Isaac? Yes, yeah, yeah. A- 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 AKA Sean John. Sean John. <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. Uh, so, right, when the last time you uh, seen or heard from Sean Man, John? Uh, you know what? The last time I saw him probably was like <laughs> six years ago, Doc. Did? And uh, I, I was actually sitting with a pastor. A friend of mine and he uh-huh. was like he was like yeah man i'm about to uh, meet up with this with this dude and uh he's a rapper and i'm like okay okay and i was like all right man well i'll let you get back to it then and who you know comes in and i'm like <laughs> god bless you man it's good to see you so oh, yeah it's been a minute since i've seen uh seen that seen that guy but uh you know the best luck to him so the all right, so the dude we talking about was this Indian cat. Like his mom and daddy's from India or whatever. And when I first met him and shit, I was like, yo, he's like the biggest like poser wanna be ever seen in my life. And shit. And you know, he said he was rapping and shit. And I was like, What's your name? He's like Sean John. I was like, like the clothes? Like Diddy shit? <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. Come on. And he was like, nah, nah, S H A W N J A W N. I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. But, you know, the whole time, I never heard him rap. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, the whole competition and yeah. shit. I never heard him rap. And I was like, all right, that's whatever. And you know what I'm saying? I can just tell, like, the way he act. He was just trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because, like, maybe, like, less than a year later, I'm at the crib, and me and this chick, we cool and watching MTV. Oh, he needs to <laughs> MTV. <laughs> I'm a black. I'm a. I'm a black sheep in the family. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Okay. Because yeah. I, 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 I forgot. I thought it was. I want to be a rapper. Yeah. The black sheep. Yeah. So we watching True Life and shit. So you know they they did the first motherfucker, and then they you know show a preview right before they go to uh, the commercial, and I said, oh, I know this motherfucker. And she's looking at me like, whatever. I said, bro, nah. I said, I know this motherfucker. We know him. Yeah. I said, yo, his name is Sean John. <laughs> and all of a sudden now he. Uh, yeah. And posing. then I had this photo album and shit. And he was in there because it was like from like traveling and shit like that. And I was like, yo, here he is right here. So then he get on, on TV and shit. And I'm just cracking up laughing. Like he's trying to persuade his mom and daddy that he want to be a rapper. And then he went to a studio and instead of giving the dude music, he had a laptop with a PowerPoint saying why he wants to be a rapper and the shit he would do, but he had no material. I was like, bro, I said, this proves my, I knew this motherfucker was fraud. You know, we, we finna bury Sean John. I, I hope, so this was like 2006, 2007. So I hope in 2021, you still ain't out here faking. And I hope with within that time that you have recorded something, but you gotta get buried uh, for being fake, bro. <laughs> You just got oh, buried, man. you little punk ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, I had that. I had that shit in my notes to see if you remember. Oh, come on now, come on now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sean John. Yeah, because yeah. I remember he was like, he was like, yeah, Aubrey O'Day just gave me dance lessons right before I came here because I know she was from Palm Springs where y'all was from yeah. and shit. And I was like, everybody know Aubrey O'Day, and I think that's a, that's just people's clutch, uh-huh. you know, uh, to be like. Oh yeah, you know I'm in the music business. Aubrey good. O'Day is a good friend of mine. <laughs> like, listen, I, Aubrey O'Day and I used to go to church together. Which you want me like? Yeah. Want me sit there and tell you everything? The funny thing is, is that people, um, everyone has a lifestyle, but doesn't know how to live life. Right. Okay. And all f- fun aside, you know the the most the the most crazy part about it is is that. We know how to solidify our lifestyle. We know how to go out there, make it look good, make it look shiny, talk to the right people, take a photo, say that we're hanging out with them. But at the end of the day, we come home and don't know how to live life. Right. And then that's where identity crisis comes in. Uh, So for him, you know, uh, God bless him. You know what I mean? Uh, And I wish him the best of luck. But we got (laughs) to understand that, you know. How we got to live life so then we can understand who we are. Yeah, because he was on MySpace back in the day, fronting and posing and yeah. shit. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. Oh, it's Sean John. But yeah, best new talent. They ain't been around since probably like 2008. I think that's the last yeah, time man. I fucked with them. Yeah, I think it was the last time that we actually Yeah, Yeah, so that was a, a competition they used to do. They used to go like around the country and, you know, you audition and then you come out to L.A., and they did like workshops and auditions and all that shit. And yeah. I made like a lot of contacts, like people I still fuck with to this day. Yeah. Off that shit. Yeah. I mean, look at us, man. Yeah. You know? And it was it was cool. I mean, I got a lot of really good connections when I was doing music and uh acting and all that. And uh it super, super dope. It'd be like a three day like a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You would go in, do open open casting calls with yep. um People, execs, and all that, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, and that's the only reason why I met you. And what was what was the other cat's name that 
Oh, the white dude? No. No, 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 no. The black dude that you're talking about from uh, Hardball. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Brian Hearn. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, people, like, from Best New Talent really soared. You know what right. I mean? Like, they, they really got, for those individuals that pushed through, I mean... I got Star Search out of there. Got oh, I didn't up. know you did Star Search. Yeah, man, that's what's up. So that was like super dope, and then like opened up for Peebo Bryson. Okay, um, so I mean, we got something out of it. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm, I'm grateful for Best New Talent, but because I remember the hotel that they was doing it at, and one little section, somebody had rented it out for their daughter's like birthday. She was a teenager, and you sung Happy Birthday I and did. shit. Yeah, like you just walked yeah, in. Yeah, I said, yeah, How yeah. the fuck can I get a microphone? He just come in there singing. <laughs> Listen, you, you got, you got yeah, anytime I get a mic, man, I'm yeah. going to take every opportunity to perform because you never know who's watching. You never know who daughter that is. Right. And uh, back, back, back then I was straight. So then I was like, let me see if I can, you know, I was trying to be a player back. Then. Okay. So you mentioned back then you were straight. I thought you was gay back then. It probably was and didn't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, though. Yeah. Because, because like, when you came out, I was like, that ain't no shock to me. When I first met the motherfucker, I thought he was gay. So, it wasn't nothing new to me. But I was like, he was cool with me and shit. So, I didn't yeah. give a damn. Yeah. I, I, I think I think I did know, but I did really didn't kind of, uh, you know, um, work through it. I think it was just more of like, uh, maybe it's just a phase and right. things like that. But, Honey, here I am now. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, so when did you come out? Uh, I actually came out when I was 23 years old. Officially came out. Okay. Um, 23 years old, came out on Facebook. Oh, um, oh so, you, so you told Facebook before your peoples? Uh, I actually told my peoples first. Okay. I told my family, told my friends. Uh, a lot of them knew, uh, even even told, like, my pastors and things like that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make it official, make it known, because I cannot do this anymore. And came out on Facebook June, uh, I want to say, I think it was like the 24th, June 24th. What year? Uh, 2017. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, not, not too yeah. far. So okay. just, just literally a couple years ago. Um, but after that, my life changed drastically. You know, um, number one, I was financially stable and I didn't really need anybody to, you know, support me even with my family and stuff like that. But my family has been there and has given me tremendous support. Um, and uh, it's it's been a journey. It's been a really, really big journey. Okay, so how was it? Because I have, like, a multi-questions to, like, like being gay in church. But, how, all right, so how was it being gay in church, just being just a regular just gay person in church? Because, like, how I was raised and brought up, I was, like, they were saying, like, being gay is a sin. Abomination. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's against the Bible or whatever. So, like, so tell me, how was that? Well, you know, for years when I was at church or starting off as an intern, working my way up into, like, a leader and then kind of getting into full-time ministry on staff, um, no one knew. It okay. was it was a simple, you know, hey, I'm struggling. And it was like, you know, we're just going to pray for you, Kevin, and stuff like that. And uh, there was one day that I was sitting and having uh, lunch with a pastor, and I was telling him, like, you know, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not struggling. This is this is who I am, and I had to come into, I had to accept that to, uh, with myself. And uh, I'll probably say, like, a week later, I was uh, leading worship. Something didn't feel right in my spirit, and at the end, it was actually a revival night. It was called uh, I think we called it revival something. And uh, so I led worship, didn't really, just didn't feel right. Something wasn't sitting with me. And then uh, the pastor came up to me and was like, hey, man, let's um, grab, 
let's grab some a quick bite to eat. You know, I want to talk to you. And I was like, all right, well, you know, um, let's go run out down the street real quick and eat. And he was like, you know, man, I really feel that it's 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 really important for you to step down. You know, I feel like if you're if this is the life that you want to live, that you need I'll to step, step down, down from the church, step down from my position. OK, now let's let's understand that this pastor was not the senior pastor. Okay. OK, let's let's understand that this pastor had no authority to sit me down. But uh, when you come at me crooked, I'm going to be real. I'm holy, but I'm hood. But you come at me crooked, you know what I mean? Of course, like any man, your guard is going to come up. And uh, that is one thing that, that, that happened was my guard went up, and I'm like, fine, let's do it. You know. So we walked into the senior pastor's office, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm gay, and I'm stepping down, and I'm not coming back. And uh, the senior pastor was like, you know, Kevin, like, we love you, and, you know, da-da-da-da-da, but, you know, the way I look at it, you're going to be like the prodigal son. You're, you're, you're going to go and do what you got to do, and you're going to come back. Well, you know, it's been five years, and I haven't been back. Right. And within those five years, I have uh, really, really, really been able to understand who I am as a person in Christ. Not a gay man, not a black man, but just as Kevin in Christ, who I am. And, you know, something that, that really hit me was that my, my sexuality is bigger than me. You know what I mean? Just because God has called me to ministry does not mean that I have to live on that. So um, being raised in the church, and it's like I always knew that, you know, it was a sin. But there was always a struggle. And um, for me, I would not practice. I wouldn't practice homosexuality. And then if I had the temptations, definitely maybe creep up once, twice, whatever. But I always knew it was a sin. And I'll never forget... Um, that year I went back into the closet. I'm going to be straight up real. Went okay. back into the closet and was like, all right, Lord, like if, if, if this is what you're calling me to do, this is what you, my leaders are telling me to do. I'm going to trust you. Okay. I cannot say that I'm a Christian and I'm a minister of the Lord and I'm not being obedient to my leaders and to my mentors that are speaking into my life. So uh, went back in the closet and I was like, all right, cool, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do this. I'm going to serve, became an executive pastor and uh, started dating this girl. And it was, it was awesome. It was great. She's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person. But I think she knew. I think she knew that I was struggling. And I told her. And uh, I'll never forget a few of pastors and I went to Israel for about two weeks. And oh, I've been out there too. Oh man, it's dope, yeah. man. Tel Aviv, <laughs> yeah. come on, somebody, man. It's like it's like Palm Springs and Hawaii had a baby. Oh, okay. That's it. Like it's just this, this beautiful metropolitan um, city. So we were in Tel Aviv for a week, and then we went over to Jerusalem, and uh, we were right by Jaffa Gate at this beautiful hotel called Mount um, Mount Zion Mount Zion Hotel. And the Lord said, I want you to go every morning to the, uh, to the wall. And I would pray. I've been there too. Hey, come on. I, I wrote my little prayer down, yeah, stuck, it in, stuck wall, it in the wall. And then like, I, I seen, I seen motherfuckers like putting a forehead on the wall and yeah. shit. So I did that yeah. and prayed. Yeah, 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 man. yeah. So like, as you go in, as, as you're like going through the gate now, there's a door, there's like a wall that has like books, it's kind of like a library. And the the Jewish tradition believe in, and and I hope I'm correct when I say this is that the further you go into that room, the fur, the the closest you are to God. Okay. So uh, I'll never forget there. I of course me being the guy that I am, I was sitting up there and uh, I went on Facebook and I'm like, hey everybody, I'm at the wall. You know, if you need prayer, let me know and I'm gonna stick the prayer in the wall. 
So as I'm sticking the prayer in the, the wall, the Lord was like, boom, just like that. He was like, you need to move. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, really? Like, I'm, I'm content in Palm Springs, California, man. Like, I had a great job. I would work six months, take six months off, travel, do what I got to do. And life was good. God was like, you need to move. You need to step down. And um, that was two years ago. Um, and I went, literally went to my pastor that was, uh, I think we got back in December. I was off the, off the team by December 3rd. And then two months later was in Los Angeles. And when I tell you that God worked out every single thing from my housing to my job to finances to everything, he began to do that. So, you know, trying to be obedient to my leaders, you know, I, I did. And um, when I came back... We'll go back behind that because I kind of went over is that, uh, you know, I, I was like, all right, God, like I'm in this, but I still have this in this, this something just in my stomach telling me it just don't feel right. And praying at the wall, God was like, you need to walk in your truth because you're going to be the bridge for those individuals. And coming out of what I call the contemporary church being raised in Kojic, you know, speaking in tongues, laying hands, spirit filled, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like being in church for four hours and like you uh, sleeping in the pews. I hated that. Listen, I, I mean, I, I, when I was a little kid, I didn't like it. I was like, Grandma, can we go home, please? But now God really molded me in there, molded me in the contemporary church. And then moving to Los Angeles, he was like, I need you to be the bridge for those people. Here's why. Because if the church is not going to do it, who is? Okay, we preach love, we preach grace, we preach all this stuff on the platform. But church today has become a social scene, man. Who's hot? Who's going there? What type of clothes you're wearing? You're wearing the Chelsea boots. We got the lights. We got all this other stuff, which is awesome because of the church had to go to the next level to reach our young people. Young people are paying $450 to go to Coachella, right? When the church is like, wait a minute. So if you want this type of experience, well, we're going to bring this type of experience into the church for free. I get that. I love that. Because now that you, you, you have to understand that we have to re represent the gospel to new ages. And I totally respect it. But it's like, what about those individuals that are out there that are struggling with their identity or that love, love the same sex? Now, listen, not every gay person that you meet is out there shacking, okay? Right. Not, everybody, not every gay person is out there going to brothels and all this other stuff and things like that. There are some, whole, there are some, some of the most educated uh, LGBTQ plus people that I know that walk in holiness, man. Why? Because they, they truly believe, and I believe this for myself, that their time will come where they will find their significant other. But they know that they have to walk in that purity because they have to be an example for, uh, we have to be an example for those individuals. So uh, I came out and, and I did that. I was like, you know what, Lord, fine. I'm going to come out. Came out fully, stepped down from my position, moved out here to LA, had no idea what I was going to do. I wanted to start a ministry called Inclusive LA. Um, and that was just to have worship nights, maybe, you know, connect people. So then people can have a bridge where they can be like, you know what? I'm tired of doing the same thing. I need a place where I can worship God. And I'll never forget within those two, three years of me transitioning, uh, I met my pastor, Bishop uh, Keith Harold McQueen in Chicago and Chi-Town. And uh, we were talking and stuff like that. And he said, you know, uh, Kevin, I really would love for you to come 
to our conference. Now, I'm like, bruh, I'm, I'm good. I'm not trying to, you know, all that. But he was like, you should come. That conference changed my life. And it, it took me to the next level to understand that my sexuality is much, is bigger than my, I'm, I'm bigger than my sexuality. Okay, you know what I mean? Like God has positioned me, God has called me to begin to speak to individuals, not just, not at this like condemning way, but in this loving way. And be like, hey, you know what I mean? God made you the head, you're not the tail. You can walk in your fullness. You, you have the authority to be a music, to walk into uh, uh, produce music or, or whatever it is and still be a, a Christ-centered person. You know what I mean? Especially being LGBTQ. Like, no one can take that from you. And that's just what I begin to do is just begin to minister to those individuals that have been hurt by the church. That's what's up. Yeah. Like, I was confused about, like, the whole gay in church because, like, I have a cousin, and I always thought she was a lesbian because, like, she never – was had brought dudes around and dated dudes or whatever, but then she was like super religious and shit. Yeah. So I was like, I don't think she's gay. Maybe she just ain't found nobody, you know what I'm saying, for her. But then, you know, she ended up coming out as a lesbian. And me and her aunt was talking. I was like, I didn't, I wasn't for sure because she was all in the church and I thought that was wrong and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So when you came out as gay in church, how do, how was the people like treating you? Was they like, Bro, oh, was I mean, everything cool? Or no, was like, no, oh, no, so no, they no. was going off. No, they, they weren't even, I mean, you had a few people that condemned me, but then honestly, man, it was like, they just completely shut you off. Like you weren't even there. Oh shit. You know, like you, those, those <laughs> individuals that you would just hang out with or call or talk and things like that, that you thought that was your brother and sister in Christ were nowhere near to be found. Yeah. And, um, you know, that really, that really caused me uh, to go into deep depression because these are people that I've journeyed with through a fraction of my life, you know, and really spoke into their lives. They spoke into my lives. And, uh, you know, so they were nowhere near to be found. And so, yeah, I mean, definitely, like, I understand how it feels me even for your cousin. Like, you know, it's like one minute they're with you, the next minute they're against you. And um, that's why we have so much of a mental health crisis right. in the United States and also in the LGBTQ plus community because people don't know how to heal from that trauma. And then they find themselves in what I call a, an, an, uh, an addiction where they go out and find uh, these, you know, they'll go out and try to find someone that will give them that intimacy that they need for, for a quick minute and then they're out doing it again. So it's like, you want to sit here and say that you guys are out here doing X, Y, and Z. Well, let's, let's take a step back and figure out why they are that way. Because they would not be that way or, uh, you know, trying to go out there and find this intimacy that originally you were giving them. Not a sexual intimacy, but a friendship intimacy, right. a relationship intimacy, a brother and sister in Christ that you can go to and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. Can you pray for me? This is what I'm struggling with. Can you help me through this healing? But, you know, a lot of that trauma started with those individuals. And we want to sit there and blame them. It's like, no. You got to humble yourself as a as a believer in Christ and be like, you know what? Hey, let's take a step back and figure out why did we handle that the way we did? Are we too focused on the political side or the business side of church? Because let's let's be honest, church is a business. They need finances to do what they do. 
And a lot of pastors won't speak on the topic because of the fact of their members that are giving to the church will literally pull back and be like, no, we're good if you're going to support this. So that's why you have so many pastors that will support people in the private but never support people in the public. Right. So, all right, at that time, was you, you were saying that you was, like, stepping down. So you was actually, like, the pastor or, like, associate pastor at them churches. Yeah. Okay, so was you, like, the youth pastor or you was, like, leading, like, or, I like. I was the executive pastor. So I handle all the administration <clears throat> stuff, you know, okay. working with all different, all the pastors that oversaw ministries uh, and the day-to-day operations of the church. Okay. Did you go to seminary? I did. I went to World, I, World Harvest Bible. Jesus, help me. I went to <laughs> Destiny Leadership College, uh, which is a Bible college, not a seminary. Okay. And then was ordained through our networking, uh, global Powerhouse Global Network in uh, Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen that you had, had posted a couple weeks ago that now you the head pastor of a church. Yeah. All right, yeah. talk to us about that. Congra- oh, matter of fact, con- congratulations, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, All somebody. Good. Yeah, man. So I am. I was just installed. So we announced last year. Uh, in uh, August that we were launching a church. And uh, through that process, you know, you have a year to prepare yourself and to be installed. And uh, I was installed last week as the lead pastor of Powerhouse Church of Los Angeles. Where is that at? That is in downtown, the heart of downtown. Okay, because I was trying to look it up the other day, but it was... We haven't even launched yet, man. Everything Yeah, I was like, I couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah. so we're a pop-up church. So, you know, we literally find spaces that are creative spaces that we love. And uh, we did our first worship night in downtown, the heart of downtown LA. Okay. Uh, I think we had about 35 people show up for the first time. Uh, we're getting ready for our interest night, which will be held in downtown as well. What's interest night? Interest night. So interest night is pretty much uh, understanding who we are. Okay. You know, let's say if this is your first time, let's say if you want to join a church, you want to know more. You want to know more about the pastor, what you guys are all about, your vision, your mission, your statement, and what you're going to be bringing into the city. Uh, but then also, more importantly, what the community needs from us. So that's our time to come together as a leadership and being like, hey, yes, we want to start a church. We want to do ministry, but we also want to understand and identify what the community needs. So we know that, you know, with Skid Row, Skid Row is a huge yeah. thing. Skid Row is four miles, bro. But that's just one area. When you look at all of Los Angeles, I mean, homeless is a very big issue. Right. And I'll never forget that is one of our number one initiatives that we want to be able to provide for people. Also HIV education and prevention. But how do we do that from a 365 days out of the year and not just once a week? I met with a woman uh, uh, probably about two years ago and I was going out there skid row and we were feeding people. And uh, I was like, hey, do you want some food? She was like, no, thank you. And she was a black woman. So I'm like, okay. I was like, wait a minute, girl. Why don't you want this food? She was like, because I'll never see you again. And that hit, that hurt me a little bit because I was like, wow, like, it, it's, not, it's not even just about the food, but it's about the relationship. Right. Not everybody on Skid Row is, you know, cracked out on drugs or, or things like that. There's just some people that don't have the means, but they're out there. I mean, you look at some of these people's houses and how they live. I mean, like, dang, like, y'all. I've been out there. They they got that shit hooked they, up. I mean, y'all are hooked yeah. up. And y'all live out here for free? Yeah. Like, 
So, I'm like, where you get the electricity? Because right? they be blasting music, Bluetooth all speakers, all that shit. There's <laughs> one lady, she's called the mother of uh, Skid Row. And this woman, it got legit house. She got AC. She got a little jacuzzi in her house. I've seen her have online. Have you seen her on YouTube? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so it's like you have people that are out there that are not, you know, dealing with mental health issues and things like that. Right. So my thing is what, what, that, what instantly hit me was the fact that she wants a relationship. And we're not giving relationship because we have this idea, okay, we're just going to go feed the hungry, the hungry and go out there and da-da-da-da-da, take some photos and say, hey, church, this is what we did. But it was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I want to feed you, but I also want to talk. I want to talk to you. I want to know how your life is. I want to know how I can help you, not just financially, but how can I help you? To, um, and, and this is a quote that we say at the church all the time is that we're, tr- you know, God is trying to move you from where you are to where you need to be. And that takes individuals like us having conversations like this. That takes individuals like me and my leaders going out there and being like, hey, how, what can we do better as a church? Right. Okay. What can we do better as a church? Not just coming to feed you, you know, once every year or or Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving, but no, how can we provide the means for you 365 days out of the year that you can come to a place where you can shower, eat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or maybe you don't have a high school diploma. Okay, well then let us provide that for you. So that is our, that's what we mean by interest night. Interest night is understanding, you know, yes, the culture and the foundation of the church, but then also, hey, as you being in the community and you're wanting to be a part of, of, of this, of this church, what do you see is missing in your community that we can provide for you? Right. That's what's up. So, what made you want to become a pastor in general? I didn't. Yeah? I didn't. <clears throat> let, 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 me, let me be very clear about that. Uh, I always wanted to do music. Right. Always wanted to do music my entire life, ever since we met. Um, I wanted to be the next baby usher back in the 90s, but, you know, 2021 version of it. Uh, but I was always in church. My grandmother, I mean, my mother would play gospel music when I was in her belly. My grandmother raised me, always had me in the church. I was always preaching, pretending like I was the pastor the same day. And um, so I was called to ministry. And, you know, at the end of the day, I don't, it's not like I chose it. Like I, I could, honest, truthfully, I'd rather be back in Palm Springs, sitting by the pool, enjoying my, my life. Yeah, yeah. But because God had called me to it, um, to be that bridge, you know, um, that's, that's where, here, here I am right now. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of pastors that say, I'm called to ministry. Well, you know, okay, you know, so you enjoy it. But it's like, man, this is, this is, this is a life thing. You do this for life. You're in the people business. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disgusted. People are going to love you one day. People are going to hate you the next. And, you know, a lot of people today don't like to be rebuked. But, you know, you're in that business. You're in that calling. God has anointed you and appointed you for a time is this to come into this city, to come into this season and begin to do the work of the Lord. So, um, you know, I, I, I never say that I, I chose to be in ministry. Um, I was called and I had to be obedient to what God called me to do and to answer the call. What was like people's reaction to the gay pastor? So hold on. Do you like to be the pastor, preacher, minister? Like what title do you like? Just pastor. Pastor. Okay. Yeah. So, so what was people's reaction? Like he's a gay pastor. Uh, they were a little shocked. They were like, wait a minute. Like, uh, you know, a lot of my friends were, you know, they are supportive. Um, but they're like, but wait, how can you be a gay pastor? And, and like, I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I was you, like the same. Yeah, you know absolutely. 
Um, but the way I see it is there is no such, like, I, I, I want to go back to the term, okay? There is no such thing as a black church, and I'm, I'm using this as an example. There's no such thing as a black church. There's no such thing as a white church. There's no such thing as a gay church. There is only the church. Right. And the, the, the problem is I don't, I, the, the problem is, is that we use these titles, we use these phrases and things like that to separate us. I'm not trying to separate. I'm what you call an inclusive pastor. So I think that's the perfect term to use is that we're inclusive. We're, in, we're an inclusion uh, Bible-based community that we love everybody. Now, we can sit here and people will say, well, you know, how can you be a pastor? And we, yeah, I, I can say, well, how can you be a pastor and eat shrimp? How can you be a pastor and lay with your wife while she's on you her say, cycle? You say eat shrimp? Shrimp, yeah. What's, what's wrong with you eat shrimp? Re- Listen. I heard people like say like shrimp and like lobsters, like the cockroaches of the sea or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm just quoting Leviticus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So when you read the Bible, there are certain things. Like I, I had a gentleman last week that, that was quoting scripture saying, you know, what the world says about homosexuality and all this other stuff. Um, you need to do your education. You need to do your research on what you're talking about because I can sit here and say the Bible says that you're not supposed to lay with your wife while she's on her cycle or you're not supposed to wear mixed linens and things like that and all these types of, of, of scripture that is, that is if you want to go there, let's go there, but you can't sit there and use one scripture of the Bible and try to condemn me when you're out here doing God knows what. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I, I just, it, it, it bugs me, man, that people could sit there and be like, well, you can't be a gay pastor. Well, you can't be a pastor if you're doing X, Y, and Z too. Right. You know what I mean? My thing is I'm not living on that. I'm living on what God told me. God said, Kevin, you need to be the bridge for those individuals because his people are dying, man. LGBT, I mean, you want to talk about transgender people, transgender transgender people are dying because of them trying to be who they are. And then, but yet these are God's children. Right. Who's, who's, who's speaking out for those individuals who's saying, Hey, we're going to pray for you and make sure that these don't happen. Or who are those individuals that are going into the political places to begin to make change? There's not. And I truly believe that the city of Los Angeles is going to have an inclusive revival. I really believe that. I believe that the the inclusive church is going to have an inclusive revival where people are going to begin to wake up and be like, you know what? Hey, I don't care if you're black, white, straight, gay, lesbian, trans, whatever you are. I just want to love you the same way that you love me, the same way that you support me. I'm going to do that for you. And when we begin to wake up and really begin to see that as a people in the city of Los Angeles, I can't speak for any other city. But for the city of L.A. And we have I mean, I think you saw it, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, over the last summer and what took place with George Floyd, you know, there were, there weren't just black people out there. Right. I mean, you know, we were, we, everybody was out there. It, it, you know, and that is a shift. And if we can begin to implement those types of things of like, Hey, we want change as a millennial generation, not just for ourselves, but for the generation after us, you know what I mean? We are going to be the trailblazers for, uh, what takes place in that breakout in that new season? Hell yeah! Because like <clears throat> I've had my struggles with religion. Like growing up, we would always have to go to church. I never liked to go to church. I was kind of like, I don't know if this is, you know, real, whatever. And you know, oh, we have a caller. And you know what? I know who this is, and I'm not answering. 
because this is my therapist. Uh-oh. And I talked about her on the last episode because I was excited because we talked for the first time last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It was video chat. I'm like, okay, she's younger, black chick. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she can uh, relate to what I'm talking about. And then that conversation was kind of like, ah, whatever. And then we talked again the next day and then the day after that. And she kept trying to push these medicines on me. I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to take this medicine. Yeah. And then she called me yesterday because uh, there was some information I needed, and she wasn't fucking listening to me. And she just pisses me off a whole lot. And I'm like, I'm not fucking talking to this bitch. Because the other day, I almost hung up on her ass because, like, I constantly repeat myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, I've said this three times. And, like, yesterday, I was telling her, I'm like, yeah, I need you to uh, fill out this information and shit. And she's like, well, when you find out the exact information, let me know. I said, I've already told you exactly what I need you to do. And this is, what, yeah, she's stupid as fuck. I fucking hate her. And I called, like, the main little therapist and was like, yo, I don't ever want to deal with her no more. And they was like, well, you have to come in and send her or fill out a request for change. So I'm going to do that later today after I leave the gym. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. Like, she makes me feel worse. I'd be so pissed off talking to this bitch, man. I fuck, oh, she gets my damn nerves. But I had another therapist I had another therapy session yesterday, the day before, with somebody else. And I, I was telling her the issues I was having. I was like, man, uh, over this last week, I said, you're the only therapist that didn't make me mad or make yeah. me angry. I said, thank you very much. And this lady, she's like, cool, whatever. Like, we was, like, talking. And, like, a lot of therapists, when I be, like, getting my shit off, I hear them, like, giggling and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it comes off funny. And I caught her doing that. But she was cool. But, yeah, fucking Dr. Bailey, old bitch. Let me hell nah, cause I, I, I I'm uh, I'm trying so hard not to cuss her out, cause I want to be like, yo, how the fuck did you even get this far? Like you don't listen. Like she's probably one of the worst therapists I've had in my life. Oh man, yeah, she sucks dick. Like I, I don't know what to do anymore. I hate her so much. But anyway, uh, I was having my struggles with with religion and shit. Like didn't really believe it, didn't and shit, and. 2016, I was going through a lot of shit. So I was like, you know what? Let me try and see what's up. So I started going to this church in North Hollywood. Uh, One church. Called City Life. Oh, okay. Uh, have you ever heard of it? Dietrich Hatton, I believe. No, no. This is a white dude named Pastor Jeff. No. They they was doing a church at some like little school in North Hollywood. Okay. Or whatever. I found them online. It was like, you know, it was like a, a little younger, hipper type church. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was whatever and shit. Mm-hmm. But when I went to Israel, I realized that religion wasn't for me. Like, I went to the wall, prayed, you know, and then I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. And I was like, yeah, I really am atheist. And wow. I just, you know, gave it up. You know, I think I went back to church maybe once or twice mm-hmm. coming back from Israel. But I was like, I had to face the truth. I'm like, I don't believe in this. I never really did. Never had no interest in it because I just have so many questions. that's like so unanswered. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it ain't for me. And, you know, something that you said is that is that you said that religion isn't for you. And I think that we. I think I think a lot of our generation is like that. They're over religion. Yeah. And something that I truly believe is that, and I say this for myself and I only speak for myself, is that me being a Christian is not a religion, it's an experience. And an experience requires a spiritual uh, 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 interaction. Okay. So for me, it's a, it's a spirituality for me. You know what I mean? Um, and... 
I think the reason why a lot of us at our age are over religion is because of our our parents and our family has created this foundation, this tradition, this consistent of religion is supposed to be like just yeah. boom, 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 where I truly believe that uh, for for myself is that I'm I'm a, I'm a spiritual guy, yeah. but let me let me clarify that is that I find myself being spiritual, meaning by the Holy Spirit, okay, is that I have to humble myself. My grandmother says like this, you have to humble yourself and die to your, you have to die to yourself every day. And you have to begin to allow the Holy Spirit to, to uh, uh, you, have to, you have to listen to what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you to really, to start your day. So, what I what I, what I'm trying to say is that where the church is today is I I don't believe that they're religious. Yeah. I don't. I, I believe that we're spiritual, and and if we really begin to remove ourselves, here it is. Here it is. When we begin to remove ourselves and be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying. I begin that you, I really truly believe that you'll be have you'll begin to have a relationship with what the Holy Spirit wants you to do in your life because we have to understand and I, and I want I want to be very careful how I say this is that we have to understand that God and Jesus is not here right okay but Jesus said I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit okay so we all have a piece of the Holy Spirit in us okay so, which means every morning I wake up and I'm like, hey, Holy Spirit, thank you for waking me up this morning. Um, I'm about to go to this job, okay, that I want to cuss out. <laughs> I want to cuss out my boss. Yeah, yeah. Amen. But I know that you are going to provide or you're going to go before me so to, 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 you know, so I don't lose my job. So I, I think that when it comes to people that are struggling with their with their spirituality, I, I'll say this: you need to humble yourself, get away from that pride. I understand that we're in the day and age where like millennials are just so prideful and, and and all this other stuff, and we're not willing to learn. So like we'll be educated in one thing, but not willing to go deeper into it. So it's right. like you understand that the Holy, you understand like, okay, yeah, I understand the Holy Spirit is here. All right, cool, great. But then that's all you know. It's like, no, you have to dive into that word. So then the, oh, the Holy Spirit can uh, to really begin to uh, 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 guide you into the, the problems and the situations and the trials and the tribulations, the fear, the doubt. Um, so then you're not having to, to be in that, that, that space you know, it kind of goes back to the mental health thing that we're talking about. A lot of it, I think for my, even for my, I'll speak for myself, is I dealt with depression. Um, I dealt with insecurity. I dealt with fear and judgment. Right. Okay. <clears throat> and being a pastor and being gay and being an artist, um, that's, man, that, that will eat you up. That will eat you up. Like you are constantly, um, being your biggest critic. But then I had to sit with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit said, Kevin, everything and anything that you produce, everything and anything that you say comes from me, which means it's, it's, it's filtered from God to Jesus, to, to the Holy Spirit, to you. 
So why do you question it? Why do you have this sense of like, it's not good enough when God has ordained you to be an artist, God has ordained you to do this God has ordained you to do that. And it's like, I had to say, sit once I took kind of like took a seat and really begin to, I like really kind of unfold that. I, I really didn't walk in insecurity anymore. You may not, you may not get it, but that's okay because I know that my, my talent and my art is not for everybody. Right. I know my ministry is not for everybody. Now, like, it's like with, with, with you know, rap music, okay? I'll be 100% honest. I don't get it. It goes in one ear, out the other. Now, you put on some R&B, some 90s R&B, not this new stuff you hear today. <laughs> I can relate to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because my spirit relates to it. But, you know, it, it's not for everybody. But we have to understand is that we have to kind of take a step back and begin to be like, okay, Holy Spirit, this is what I'm struggling with, okay? Can you guide me through this? And instead of just being like, oh, yeah, that's what the Holy Spirit is for, and we're going to pray and then leave it alone, it's like, no, you have to press through that, dude. Like, you have to understand that you have you can't just sit you can't just sit there and be like, okay, well, well, you know, I'm not going to educate myself on it. How can you be, how can you wanting to be, uh, uh, I'll say it like this, your podcast, you started off with, when you st first started doing your podcast, you started with what? iPad. An iPad, okay? Now, because of you learning and you, you going to, wanting to go to that next level in your production and your quality and things like that, you moved over to an actual digital recording board. Right. Okay? So it, it's like, look at the Holy Spirit like that. Like, of course, you're going to start off here, but you're wanting to go you wanting to go to the next level and things like that. So that's the way I see it is that it, it's, it really is more of a spiritual thing and it's a spiritual practice. You know, um, there's a difference between, there's a difference between praying and there's a difference between meditation. Praying is asking meditation is receiving. And if you don't do both, you cannot receive what God wants you to do in your life. You know, I was praying and I never felt like my prayers was like being answered. And then I just felt like I was just talking to myself. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, stop. But like I would meditate. I would go to uh, the Buddhist temples and shit and like meditate with the monks. And like that made me feel so much better and shit. Just to sit and like just breathe and not think about nothing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. So you understand, you, you understand the, you can receive so much in that time of meditation. Right. And, um, you know, I, 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 I have a good friend that that's, that's a Buddhist and, and, uh, talking with him, it's like, Oh wow. Like that's, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, but it, it really does help. It does give you the sense of peace and understanding. And, um, I, I love that. Like I have to do it every morning. Like I cannot start my day without praying first and then meditating because I'm, exp I, you know, it's like, the Bible says, ask and, and you shall receive. So it's like, okay, God, I'm going to pray and ask for you just to give me understanding today, you know, or give me patience today. And I need to have that time in that quiet time to receive like whatever God has for me in that moment. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're going to take a break off religious talk for a okay. little minute. But I want to give a shout out, man, to my peoples. I have my aunt, my, my goddaughter, my two cousins, my cousin's girl. And then my new cousin, my aunt's daughter-in-law. You got a lot of cousins. Yeah, yeah. I, I went back home to Kentucky last week for a couple of days and chill. And my cousin, Shanae, I just want to give a, a shout-out to her. She got engaged over the weekend. Yeah. Like, 
her and her kids and her our homegirl went on a trip like a couple weeks ago, like a little twenty four hour trip. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then she did it again. I was like, damn, motherfucker, why didn't you tell me? She was like, oh, me and my dude. I was like, I would have went and chilled. And then she had uh, like Facetime me, and then she had put her hand up, and I'm like. <gasps> Oh shit! I see the ring. I'm like, damn. So I was like, that's what's up. So congratulations to y'all. So ready for the wedding and all that shit that uh comes with it, I guess and shit. Yeah, but you know, shout out to my aunt. Me and hers were cool. She like told me before we started recording, like you better not say nothing crazy. Like meaning, like don't say nothing about uh her sister and and family members and shit. I was like, "All right, I'll be cool." And I <laughs> and I did. I was like, "All right, I was cool. I was cool." So, yeah, but shout out to them. You know, we had a good time just hanging out. I hadn't seen them in a minute, and then my aunt had got married. So, we hadn't had uh, had a chance to see and hang out with each other. So, that was cool. But I give a shout out to all the cities and countries and, and the people that listen. You know, they show yeah. me love by listening. Absolutely. So I show them love by shouting them out. So we got United States, we got Sweden, LA, Charlotte, Dallas, Deland. Y'all knew. Shout out to y'all. Let me know where Deland is. Louisville, Oklahoma City, Redondo Beach, Torrance, The Unknown, Fullerton, Laguna Niguel, Mason, Merced. Miami. I've been wanting to go to Miami. You been up there? I'm actually going December 4th. That's what's up, bro. I've been wanting to go to Miami forever. Come on. My first time. That's what's up. Let me know how it is. I will. Nashville, New York, Palmdale, Stockholm, Vista. Uh, What else we got on here? Phoenix, uh, Long Beach. And we got United Kingdom. And we have Burlington, Greensboro. Oceanside, and we have a whole lot because oh, Zambia. I've been wanting to go to Africa too, and like that's where the 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 little falls I've been wanting to go to is at. The what? Oh, I can't even think of it. Oh, Devil's Pool. Oh, okay, I've been to South Africa. I haven't been to like yeah. So originally I was gonna go like two years ago, but there was a drought. So Devil's Pool was like there's like these little canyons with these little waterfalls, and you can like. Be at the edge of it and like not fall off and shit. Oh, wow. It's like dope as hell. And there was a drought, and so I couldn't go. I was mad. So I ended up going to uh, Thailand instead. Shout out to uh, Lusaka, L U S A K A. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to Peach Lake. Y'all knew. So I don't, let me know where Peach Lake is. <laughs> I ain't never seen y'all before, man. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to Kansas City. Uh, who else we got on here? Shout out to Providence. I, that's out there in Rhode Island. Oh, I know Providence. I ain't never been to Rhode Island and shit. Providence is, is legit. Yeah, I'll check it out. Cause uh, they it's got a lot of seafood, Boston, right? Yeah, yeah, it's up yeah. there. Shout out to New Philadelphia. I forgot where that was. I looked that up before. Shout out to San Diego. Shout out to who else we got on here? Pigeon Forge. I've been wanting to go to Pigeon Forge. That's out there at Gatlinburg. So, I, and it was crazy because I was just looking up some places because I was thinking about going. So, I'm going to go out there pretty soon. Shout out to uh, East Los Angeles, East Los. Shout out to Vista. Shout out to Destin. Who else we got? Shout out to Brazil. Shout out to Albuquerque. This is called Batim, B-E-T-I-M. Y'all new. Welcome. Shout out to Kim's Ford. 
C-H-E-L-M-S Ford. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. Shout out to Denver. Shout out to Destin. All my white friends used to go to Destin, Florida back in the day. Because that's where, like, Jimmy Buffett be performing all the time. Like, my little buddies and shit who used to live down the street. Matter of fact, one of them, I'm I'm going to get back to y'all because I'm going to try to link up with y'all the other day. Shout out to Grapeville. Uh, Shout out to Mansfield, LaGrange, Indianapolis. Shout out to San Jose. Shout out to Beverly Hills. That's what I'm trying to – whoever in Beverly Hills is listening, because y'all listen quite a bit. And uh, if y'all got some money, let me know. Let's link link up. Because, like, one of my goals, I'm trying to move over to Beverly Hills. Come on. For real. Let's link it up and get it going. Shout out to who else is on this list. Uh, shout out to Forrest. I don't know where Forrest is, so let me know where Forrest is if you live out there. Shout out to Atlanta. Shout out to who else is Pittsburgh. Shout out to Mexico, South Africa. Shout out to Barstown. That's where my, my folks, uh, my family should stay out. Shout out to uh, Hartford. Hartford. I think it's out there in Connecticut. A shout out to Cape Town. That's on my list Come of places on, Cape to Town, go to. Johannesburg. Yeah, that's on my places. Shout out to this one is uh C U Dodd. It is spelled N E Z A H U A L C O Y O T L. Shout out to y'all. Y'all knew. Shout out to D H uh D A H L O N E G A. I don't know how to pronounce it, but y'all popped up for the first time. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all listening. And shout out to M-A-T-O-A-C-A. Let me know where these places are because I don't be knowing. Shout out to the Bahamas. Y'all on the list. Shout out to who else is up here. Hmm. Shout out to Nassau. Shout out to, uh, is that everybody? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, shout out to London. I've been wanting to go to London. Shout out to who else? Uh, Yeah, I think that's it for all the people. Yeah, so shout out to all y'all. And I want to say all my folks that used to listen in London, you know, I need y'all to start listening. To, I mean, not London, but Paris. I need y'all to start listening uh, again. And if any listeners in Paris, let me know. I'll be in Paris August the 30th. So let me know. I'm trying to go out there and chill, hang out with y'all. Uh, Frank, my homeboy, y'all have heard him on the podcast plenty of times. He was born in France. So we going to Paris, chill for a couple of days for about a week. So I'm excited, you know, to see what's up. Come like on. when I started the podcast, like Paris was like my main country and like that was listening like all the time. Like That's they crazy. was like, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even know nobody in Paris at the time, but they was listening. Then they kind of fell off. So I need y'all to come back. But I'm excited about Paris, man. Yeah, so you're going to Paris soon. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, in, in, a, in a month. Like today would be a month. Yeah. We leave on the 29th. And then we get there on the 30th. So I'll get there at like 8 o'clock that morning, and then Frank will get there at like 10. Dang. So I was like, all right, so I'll get through customs and just chill and just wait on him. And, yeah, then, and then head out. Yeah. Because it's crazy because, like, he was going, and he was out here for 4th of July, and it, it got brought up. So we was texting in the group chat. I said, hey, cuz. I said, yo, can I go with you? He's like, hell yeah. So I booked my little ticket and shit. And I was like, all right, well, how much I need to give you for the hotel? He's like, don't even worry about it. I was like, cool. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying? They Like for the last like two years, they've been coming to L.A. and shit, you know, and they stay with me. I take care of them and all that. And like we just boys in general. So I forgot like certain parts of Europe and then Asia, the rooms and shit be all small. Yeah. So he, he booked a little double room. He sent me a little picture. And I'm looking at the hotel. And it's like these two twin beds 
and they like three or four inches apart. Like I can lay in the bed and extend my arm and like touch him. <laughs> It'd be that fucking close. And I was like, what the fuck? So I'm looking on the on the website, like a double bed over there is like a king size bed and shit. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, bruh, double room in America. So yeah, so we got and then the the, the one hotel he booked. It was like a hostile type shit. Cause when I'm reading the reviews, they were saying the the hotel kind of sucks, and there was only one restroom for everybody. I'm so good. I tell Frank, he was like, "Oh hell no!" So he canceled it and booked something else. So we still got them little ass beds next yeah. to each other and shit. But we had a better little hotel. But I told him, I said, "Bro, the first thing I want to do, we drop our bags off, and I want to go and sit on the sidewalk at a little cafe and eat yeah. some escargot." <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> man! I can't wait. I ain't never had escargot, and I'm like, bro, I need to eat that shit when I'm over in, in France. Yeah, and I can't wait to hit up the the Louvre, the the Eiffel Tower, and just walk yeah. around and see the yeah. people. And then I found out there's a whole lot of speakeasy like secret bars. Yeah, like yeah. I, I looked on, on YouTube, there's a, a laundry mat, and you hit the right button, and the little door opens, and it's a bar in the back. Yeah, there's this really cool place called. Insula Hotel in uh, in Paris. Okay, I, you okay. want to talk about quality service, man? You better hit us. Go up there. I'm gonna look him up. Yeah, Go I've been looking there. a lot of shit up. Yeah. So I can't wait. Yeah. So I thought I, I had the Rona. So I went back home last week, and it was cool. Met up with my peoples and shit. Like the night I met up with my aunt, we recorded the podcast. I met up with my homeboy Frank and my other homeboy Rashard at this little bar. And I see them, and then I see my cousin, and I'm like, yo, I texted this bitch earlier today. He ain't even hit me back. So then I'm like, hey, whore, I fucking hit you up. So he's sitting with some people that didn't know me, and he turned around and shit and stand up. So they looking like we going to fight and shit. And then, you know, and then he's with one of his son's mom, and I was like, oh, he's with her. So, you know, we talking. Then he tells me that his one uh, ex, his one two son's mama, they broke up. And I was so fucking happy. He he should have got rid of her ass years ago. He should have never got her pregnant in the first place. But I'm so happy that he finally Rare seen protection. the Yeah, he seen the light and he ain't fucking with her no more. And then the one chick he fucking with, I knew her from back in the day. Like when I still lived in Kentucky, she we always had a good time. She was cool. So yeah, man. So I'm, I'm glad that you know they rocking and he's not with that little chick and he yeah. seen the light and yeah, cause yeah, he was looking like a sucker for a minute. Yeah. So he finally seen the light. <laughs> But I came home on Thursday, mm -hmm. so I was on a Zoom meeting with my homeboys, you know, mm -hmm. Brian, and, like, my head was hurting in my stomach, and I was like, well, I haven't ate all day. I travel, and I didn't sleep that night. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe it's that. So I started cooking and shit, and I just was feeling worse. So I didn't even say that. I just shut my laptop. I didn't tell them bye. I just left the meeting. And I'm trying to cook, and I'm sitting down. I thought I had to throw up. I went to the bathroom. I didn't. So then I am started eating, and then... I couldn't even finish my food all the way. I was almost done, and I went to the bathroom and threw all that shit up. Wow. So then I'm laying there, then I get the shits. So I only threw up once, but I had the shits for like three or four days or whatever. And I started chilling with this chick. She's like, oh, like, you might be sick. You might have the Rona. So she gives me the little home test. Mm -hmm. Take two. They say negative. I'm like, I don't know if this shit work. So then I go, and I get a test at a facility. And it was like negative. I yeah. was like, cool. So maybe it just had like a cold or something. I don't know. Maybe when I was at the bar, somebody was sick or on the plane. I don't know. But I got vaccinated in March. So, but people are getting the the, the little Delta variant the Delta, or some shit. Even, yeah. yeah, even even when they're not like, even though they got 
right. the vaccine. You know what I mean? But I mean, a lot of people, <clears throat> it's not, I'm not a doctor, but a lot of people are saying that it's not as bad as what COVID was yeah. at first, especially with, with having the, the thing. But it's funny you say that because I was, I traveled, uh, maybe almost two weeks and same thing. Like, dude, I just came home and I was just like sick and it wasn't, didn't have the doo-doos. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have the doo-doos. Oh shit. I did bad, bro. Didn't have the bubble guts, <laughs> but you know, but it hit me, dude. But like, I, I just, I just think it's like, I don't know if it's just the, tra- cause we haven't, tra- like, I know for me, like I haven't traveled in like seven months. Shit. I've been traveling this whole time. Yeah. I mean, low key though, I was traveling yeah. a little, I was going to Indianapolis, Chicago. I mean, I think I went to New York for a couple of times, but then I took a break, uh-huh. you know? Um, so I don't know if that hit me, but I know for myself, like going to the, my, that conference that I just came back from a couple uh, weeks ago. I mean, like I was yelling, screaming, shouting, preaching. Yeah. So I know that that took a lot on me. So at first I was like, oh, dang, I got COVID, yo. And I uh, went and got tested there. Like, no, I'm like, let's, let me go to another place. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like we all, for some reason, our minds always tell us, like, go one more place, go one more place. Um, and didn't. So I, I just think it's just the, I think it's a lot has to do with the actual vaccine. Yeah. And how it is fighting off certain things. Um and maybe that's why we get these little sicknesses or things like that. But um, I'm, I'm telling you, man, y'all need to go get vaccinated so we can end this thing because I'm yeah, tired yeah. of wearing these masks. Me too. And uh, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, it's fake. It's not fake when almost 600,000, six, I think it was 600,000 people in the U.S. have died right. from COVID. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about it's fake and you don't want to take the vaccine. At this point, you're being selfish. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know... I'm trying to go to Greece and I'm trying to go back to Israel. I'm trying to hang out with people. So y'all need to go and get vaccinated. That's right. all I'm going to say. And like, I was like losing my taste a little bit and I was chilling with this chick and then she had started to get sick mm-hmm. or whatever. And she was like congested. And then the other day she was like, yeah, I can't really taste nothing. I was like, oh shit. So she hit me yesterday. and was like, yeah, I got tested at work. I tested positive. And I was like, what? So then I went yesterday and got a test. I got the rapid and the PCR. So the rapid, that shit, this is 15 minutes. That shit came like four hours later. I said, like, bro, what are y'all four doing? Four hours? Yeah, bro. I was like, what the fuck? So it finally came through. It said negative. So I told her, I'm like, shit. I said, it's weird that I was the one who was sick first. Has she been vaccinated? Yeah, she got vaccinated in like December or something. Mm. So. I w- you know what I wonder is I wonder if the people that got vaccinated later or in the beginning, yeah, because okay, a lot of people are saying that you're gonna, they're gonna, we're gonna need a booster shot within the next couple of months. I'm wondering, is that vac, that vaccine kind of like slowing down a little bit? Maybe so, you know. But go ahead. So, I tested negative, and then when I was uh, walking out the door coming here, I got a text message that my PCR test came up. I was like, so maybe the PCR test is different, and then mm-hmm. it said negative and shit. So I was like, damn, it's crazy. Like I felt like I thought I had it and shit. And but then she ended up getting it. I was like, that's weird. So like I felt bad. I was like, I must have had COVID because like she ain't been nowhere. Yeah, you know, just home and work and shit. So I was like, damn, that's crazy that you know you got it and I didn't and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I was like, it's weird. I just knew I had it. Our bodies are different. Yeah, that's 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 the big. I mean, it hit some people like 
a ton of bricks. And then like one person was like, yeah, I had it, but I really didn't get any symptoms. You could be asymptomatic. I think that's the word. Right, right. So, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, so I was thinking either I got it en route on the plane coming back to Kentucky. Because mm-hmm. when I got there, I just went to my homegirl's house, chilled. And then the next day, oh, fuck, what was I doing? Uh, I just went and rode around a little bit. I only mm-hmm. seen family. And then went to the bars and shit. And then the next day, I was with my cousin all day, him and his sons. And then back to the airport. So I was like, I either picked it up at that bar, but mm-hmm. then none of my people's like my cousin. He said he ain't been sick or nothing like that. Yeah. So I guess maybe I got it from the airplane or just being inside the terminal or yeah. Someplace. Because I I left Thursday and then like that night it hit me like around five six o'clock. Wow. And shit. So yeah, I was just crazy. like, crazy. Yeah, I was like, I've been traveling all this time, and then nothing ever happened, and then like finally this shit. But I'm negative and shit, but. Yeah, man, I feel bad she got that shit. I was like, damn. And then it was fucked up because we actually had a little date planned tonight. We was going to see uh, 50 Cent at this club and shit. In L.A.? Uh, in San Diego. Oh, okay. okay. So I need a call and see if I can get a refund. I'm going to be like, yo, I'll get I, your money back. Me and her got COVID and shit. Yeah, I'm mad too. I was like, Blame shit. Blame it on COVID. I got the little VIP tickets. Can't they use some hoes? <laughs> so I was thinking about posting, like, anybody want these 50 Cent tickets, you can buy them from me. A hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying? It was fifty dollars each. You know, what I'm it's bad. VIP, and you get two free drinks. So you know what I'm saying? If you want them and shit, I'll post it. Well, by the time you hear this shit, it'll be too late. But I'm, a, I might post it later on. So, oh, you know what? How how was your how how is your level of petty? Are you a petty person? <sighs> I'm not a petty person. I am, and this is a petty show. So we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. So, but, all right, so. All the episodes I record mainly be at like a night or on the weekends. It's rare that I do one like during the, the weekday. Mm-hmm. But someone I've talked about a lot on here is one of my mom's ex-boyfriends. He abused me when I was a kid, like physically abused me. I talk about him a lot and shit. And I've, I've been wanting to call him on air, but I never could because it's like the weekends or at night. Mm-hmm. Would you like to call him? Why are we doing this? Oh, come on. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, we have to pass on here. We're going to pray that you stop <laughs> abusing kids. <laughs> I got to find his phone number and shit. Yeah, shit's wild, man. Uh, but all right, before we do that shit, though, would you like to fucking sing something for the people? Oh, you want me to sing? Yeah. yeah. Hey. I, you know what I'm saying? We could, because I, from the last that I remember, you had a, a nice voice, man. You sung good. You know, man. and then you talked about that you was a singer and all that. Yeah, Would you like man. to fucking show the people and shit what you was doing? I only sing for Jesus, so you about to get some some gospel song up in here. I ain't tripping, whatever. Right. Uh, let's see, let's see. What a friend we have in Jesus. All my sins have been to bear. What a privilege it is to carry all my sins free to bear. What a friend we have, what a friend we have in Jesus. Listen, let me stop because I'm okay. Hey, there you go, hell yeah. You know. Sound good and shit. Listen, that's that don't sound good at all. Listen, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the the music up to the worship pastor. Okay. 
No, no, it did sound good though. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit for of the of the day. You know, we can we can get into some. Uh, let's see what other one. Um, oof, I can't even think of anything on top. All right, we well, you think about it, and we're gonna we're gonna call right Go now. Ahead. Thank you for calling Pruitt's Discount Kangan Water Store of Nashville, located at 811 C. Dickerson Pike. We will be closed Sunday, July 4th and Monday, July 5th. We are now accepting appointments for first and second shot COVID-19 vaccines. Be sure to support your immune system during this COVID-19 season and pick up a bottle of Dr. Pruitt's potion. Stop by for a free sample of pharmacist's blend hemp oil for chronic pain or for anxiety and our eczema oil for skin conditions. The hours Press zero. We need to talk some It's like one or two in Nashville. Thank you for calling Pruitt's Discount Pharmacy and the Concord Water Store of Nashville. Please be patient and we'll be with your call as soon as possible. Record your message at the tone. Press any key or stop talking to end the recording. This message is for Sean Pruitt. This is a Mr. GQ from the Fresh Podcast. And we are just calling to let you know that you are a pussy ass bitch. You a child abuser. You ain't nothing but a punk ass fuck boy. And you owe me five minutes. You better quit running from me, you little punk ass bitch. Yeah, you blocked me on Instagram, bitch. But that's the only place you can block me. You don't want me to run up and get done up, you little punk ass bitch. Fuck you, Sean Pruitt. You a little pussy asshole. You a child abuser, motherfucker. Come see me. You got the phone number. Call me back, bitch. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I can't say nothing right there. I've been wanting to get him on the phone, the podcast, so we can fucking. You know what? He has two locations. Well, I'll find the other one in a little bit. Yeah. I got to be like very, very petty in here, man. Because, like, my thing is, I was like, shit, I could like beat him up and shit, but I want to. I want to humiliate him. I want, like, the world to see. And, like, my voice is way bigger than his and shit, you know. So I give all his information out all the time. Wow. And shit, and I tell people, I was like, yo, go to his fucking, uh, his Yelp and, and like, leave comments. And, he, and, like, people have. And, like, he gets them, like, take him down and shit all the time. But if y'all want to call him and let him know that shit, the number is 615-562-6337. You can leave him a voicemail and all that little shit. But yeah, he's a little punk ass bitch. All right. I talked about Capital One a while ago. I tried to get an increase and like they denied me and I've had on time payments for like a year and everything. And then randomly they just gave me a limit increase. And I was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. So uh, thank y'all for that. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Capital One. But I realized I get the the cash back. But in order to get at least a dollar, you need to spend like over $80 to get like $1 cash back. I was looking at my shit the other day and I'm like, dog, really? 
Like, yeah, yeah they they cheap. They, get, they be getting you they with it. But I be, I be trying to get that cash back because I use my capital or credit card all the time. Yeah, I got two of them. So, yeah, I be using them as shit. Uh, so, a lot of people having to shell, shell out money, you know, for shit. So, Holly Berry was bitching because she had to pay, like, child support to her little ex or whatever. And I was trying to figure out, I was like, damn, you got to pay child support? What kind of bitch was you? You couldn't even get child support and you got all the money and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pay. She got money. That's the, that, Listen, if, she, if you're in California, it's whoever makes the most money. Yeah, but I'm like, shit, she should have, have like primary custody of the kids and not have to pay child support because she's the breadwinner. But yeah, that's true. And now Dr. Dre, he got to pay 300K uh, a month. And child support. $300,000 a month. Yeah. $300,000 a month for what? Just spousal support. Yeah. And then I just read yesterday, Kelly Clarkson, she's mad because she got to pay two hundred k a month in, in child support and spousal support. I said, damn, she lost her kid too? <laughs> I wonder how much Brittany got to pay for her. For her. Uh... Oh, yeah. She's paying a nice little amount in child support. I mean, that's crazy. Did she ever get her money back? Is she now overseer? Like, I don't even know. Nah, nah. She's still going through that shit right now. Yeah. Shit, wow. So, uh, when I was at this bar back home, there's a a bar we go to called The Back Door. Cool little dive bar. Mm -hmm. Straight, cheap, drank, strong, good, cheap food. But all on the walls, they have painted pictures of people. Mm -hmm. Like, you give them your picture or whatever, like a little headshot, and a dude would paint it. So I used to date this chick years ago, and she told me she was on there. So when I went back, I remembered, and I found her. So I started recording. I told you I'm petty. I started recording on like what was I, on Snapchat, and then I put it on on IG too. And I was like, oh yeah, this is Bailey. I used to smash her. Her pussy sucks. We we fucked like thirty times. I only nutted twice. All this little shit. You know what I'm saying? It was true. I wasn't lying on the bitch. It's yeah. true. So I'm recording this shit. And these, this girl said, do you really know her? I said, yeah. I said, we used to date. Her name Bailey. She's a middle school teacher and shit and all this little shit. So then I took a picture next to the wall with her little painting, like pointing to her picture with the thumbs down. And I put, when you run into your old hoe at the bar, and I tagged her and shit on 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 the gram, uh-huh. but she, she never seen it though. Like I don't know, she just didn't see it. But I tagged on her. And motherfuckers was like, "Cause you are wild. You really tagged the bitch." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, shit. If I'm gonna talk shit about, you, I'm gonna make sure you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, but then I told the bartender, I'm like, "Hey, I need to put a real motherfucker up her. I need my face." And she's like, "Yeah, the artist. He's he's taking a new people." And I'm like, "Cool. Well, how big I- are the pictures?" Uh, I, I'll show you a picture. Like, so, like, like something like that. Like, a, like. No, no, it's a nice size. He he paints. Oh, so it's like an eight by ten. No, it's bigger than that. I, I'm about to show you. So she was saying that the dude who does the painting, he is taking new people, and I was like, "Well, can I email you my picture?" She was like, "No, it has to be a fucking photograph or something like that." Yeah, I need and I need to print it off, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So like that's the picture right there. That's the wall. Oh, that's, yeah. That's so a it's it's a nice size. size. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see and shit. But yeah, so I forgot to go to like the Kinkos and print off a picture and and give it to them. So I have to do it like next time I'm out there. That's crazy. That's but a, that's yeah. a big piece of artwork. Yeah, like like 
Ona, like, I, I was thinking like like a like he would like paint a pitch like a small little, little nah. This is like a bust. Bar. Yeah, That's like a huge. <laughs> and like they have it all along all the walls in the whole bar and shit. Wow. They got people's like you know what I'm saying heads on us. So I'm like y'all yeah. need to put me on there. But yeah, so I did that shit just to poke fun and I mean. It's all good. Plus, you know what I'm saying? That chick deserves it and shit because she tried to play me for like a little sucker or whatever and shit. So that's what she get. But I told her, I said, the way you act and how you are, you're going to live alone with these dogs. And that's how that bitch is living with them dogs, them hound dogs. Them hound dogs. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to South Africa because I've been on the charts in South Africa for a minute now. So keep it up, man. Y'all keep listening to me out there in South Africa. You need to go out there. Uh, Kate, listen, let me tell you something. I want to. What's up? Bro, South Africa, I think, okay, they call it RAN. So their money's called RAN there. Yeah. So you can get a beachfront property for 3 million RAN, which will cost you about $250,000 cash. In mm. money. And I tell you, some of these beachfronts are just like incredible. But, uh, it's it's man, you got to go out there. The hotels affordable, man. They turn your beds, they put chocolates on it. I mean, like they straight up. I'll never forget. We would go to this 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 restaurant every morning for breakfast, and I gave this lady a hundred dollar ran. And you want to talk about some amazing people in Africa? These women, these 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 black people are grateful. So every day I would just give her a hundred dollar ran. How, how much is that in America? I think it's like twenty bucks. Okay. You know what? What you would spend? Well, you think about it. The breakfast is like six ram, okay, which is like it's a cup of coffee, okay. Yeah, I'm a girl. Here you go. I mean, listen, because if because listen, I I believe it's better to give than receive. And at that point, but they treat you so good, man. I That's mean, treat you so well. The lamb out there is amazing, amazing, amazing. Food is just delicious as well, but definitely want to go out there and go to Cape Town first and then go to uh, Johannesburg. Did you go to the little the beach with the penguins in Cape Town? Uh, I didn't see any penguins. I didn't see any penguins. No. There's this one little beach where penguins live. They have a little colony and shit. Oh, really? Cape Town, yeah. I did. Okay, no, I didn't go there, but I did go to Table Mountain and saw I want to go up there where, too. Um, the pr- Oh, we're talking about, uh, yeah, I knew you're talking about, yeah. President of uh, Mandela. Mandela, Mandela, yeah. Where Nelson Mandela was, uh, where you could you actually go up all the way up to the Table Mountain, and you could see where he, where the prison was. I wanted to go to the prison, too. Bro, just unbelievable. I mean, it's freaking beautiful just to kind of have that moment. But, no, I have not been where those, those are. It was hard, man, because, like, a lot of the time I was working – uh, but I told myself I definitely want to go out there at least for like two weeks. Hell yeah, me too. Two weeks there, two weeks back in Israel, man, and just enjoy myself. I said I want to go back to Israel to party because I was out there on some spiritual shit, and that's like one of the few trips that I've taken, like, and I didn't get no cutty and shit. I was <laughs> like, bro, I could have been out here smashing and shit. Yeah, so I'm like, I want to go back out there just to party. Yeah. And I want to go back to the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea was cool. Yeah. And then I guess I would see, like, the historical sites where they say Jesus Rome. Have you not seen it yet? No, I did the Dead Sea. Oh, you did? Okay. But no, but did you you actually go and, like, like, did you go to um, the five stops where, you know, where they crucified him and, and, like, see where he was laid? No, I didn't see that. It will, it's a very, very, it's a... uh, uh, it's 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 tense. It's very intense. 
I mean, we did the entire thing. We, I mean, we went from the Jordan, we where Jesus walked on water, uh, all of it. We did the entire thing. Yeah, because when I was in the Dead Sea, I saw like on the other side there was like land. I was like, "Hey, yo, what's that over?" And the dude was like, "Oh, that's the country of Jordan." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit, that's what's up." Yeah, <laughs> Jordan is um not what you think it is. But then you have Syria. I mean, like you Syria and stuff like that. But they're going through a lot right now. Yeah, I know a lot. So I don't yeah, for I'm, a minute too. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to be over there for a minute just until things calm down. But um, yeah, yeah, I went July 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. liked it. All that shit. All right. Okay, you remember the song we was gonna do? No. <laughs> you had hit me up and was like, "Yeah, I want to do a song called Band, Bougie Ass Nigga." <laughs> and I, so I thought that you was talking, you wanted to talk shit about bougie people. So I, I think I even found a <laughs> Did, beat. Wait a minute, did I really? Yeah. Oh my god! I might have to go back and, and look and try to find the messages. But so I wrote the song and shit, and I told you, and you was like, no, no, no. I wanted to be like, I'm a bougie-ass nigga. And I was like, Probably. oh, shit. I was like, damn, I ain't, I'm not even with that bougie shit. I said, <laughs> my verse is talking shit about bougie people. <laughs> They that probably could have been the that probably could have been the switch right there because I've called myself a bougie digger that you coming over around me about look at this bougie ass nigga. Yeah, man, that was a minute ago. Oh man, no, I, that's crazy. That was what like what like three years ago, four years ago. No, nah, this is probably like 2015, something like that. Yeah, because this is like when I was still with my ex when I still had my. A uh, little home studio and shit. Okay. Yeah. So this was like yeah, yeah 2015, something like that. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So that was around. That was around best new talent. No, no. No, because best new talent was about 2006. Yeah, that so was, I was still that was, living. Was, in, I was living in Palm Springs at the time when I hit you up. Okay. Prop. Or no, I was out here. 2015. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was out here. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I was man. like, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. I should. <laughs> so. A pastor that I really like, and I've been watching him a lot on Instagram lately, is Thaddeus Matthews. You know him? Thaddeus Matthews. The cussing pastor. Oh, man. Uh, you know him? I, I don't know him personally. Have you heard of him, But though? I have heard of him. Oh, my. He is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So. Uh, <laughs> I think he, uh, the one, one video I saw, some woman call him, or he was reading something. And I mean, he cussed them out like a sailor, dude. Yeah. I was sitting up there like, oh, God, oh, Lord. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, so I was looking looking at him yesterday on IG mm-hmm. Live, and he sells like this little honey. And I've heard about this honey uh, from a few different people. And the honey's supposed to make your dick hard or whatever. And shit. So he's selling it and shit. So he's up for like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, your husband can't get his dick hard. You can't be sucking no floppy dick. Like, he's legit. Man, he's raw gutter with it. And I'm getting ready to reach out to him to see if I can get him on the show. <laughs> he is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah, he be like, shit, how you got a pussy and you broke, bitch? Wow. <laughs> and people will call in and he cusses them out. And I, I want him to cuss me out and shit. But, yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Like, Thaddeus Matthews, the cussing pastor. And, yeah, like, he gives no fucks. Really? Where is he located? Memphis. 
Are we in Tennessee? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Let me be careful because I got family in Tennessee. Yeah. So I'm like, shit. I gotta fucking reach out to him and shit, man, and try to get him on the show. Yeah. 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 The custom pay. He's hilarious as fuck, man. Hell yeah. All right, let me see what else we got up on here. We talked about old best new talent and shit. All right, man. You said that you made like connections and shit, but did you feel like best new talent was like really worth it? No. Yeah. Honest. Uh. uh, uh you know, Linda. <laughs> you remember her name too? Uh, yeah. I remember, I remember her name. Linda did the best she could, but yeah. you know, I think after like the year that we, you and I, did it. Uh, at that point, she was just really trying, man. I mean, the first year I did it, I mean, it was legit. Like, there was over, like, at least 3,000 kids coming there. Um, but the problem, I, I think that she was having some legal issues. Yeah, like, previous people who had won shit was, like, suing her because they didn't get paid or yeah. opportunities and shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they would, they would, get, the, they would get the callbacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would get the audition stuff like that. But there was like my first year, I took second place, and uh, you know I'm like, all right, you know I want my change, I want my I want my little my little earnings. Never saw it, and Damn. she was like, well, that was you know it paid for your scholarship. I'm like what scholarship? <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, don't don't try to play me just because I'm black. Okay? Right, I know right. my mom pays some initiation fees and stuff like that. But yeah, I think that she had a lot of. Um, she had like a lot of uh, legal battles with with people like that, and um, and then uh, I believe that rumors started getting back into like the people. entertainment industry, yeah. and people start pulling out. They're like, "Listen, mm -hmm. we don't want nothing to do with this. Like, we got our own battles to focus on." But I mean, in the first beginning, it was cool, but then like after a while, it's just like I'm done. Yeah, because my first year I went, I think it was two thousand five or six. Mm -hmm. I went like two or three times and they did a little acting camp and I went to that and like we, they had different coaches and, and people in the industry and then we did auditions for agents and I had an agent that wanted to sign me but they was like we're not going to sign you in Kentucky like you need to move to LA and as soon as you get here you know we got you yeah. but that was like years years ago and I didn't move to LA until like maybe like 10 years later and shit Wow. but yeah it was crazy man like when I first started when I first went it was a shit ton of people mm -hmm. it was at this nice ass hotel in like Culver City somewhere right yeah. on the outskirts like Beverly Hills Yeah. and man it was like dope as shit and then I noticed the second one wasn't as nice as the one before and then the third one you know what I'm saying it was like fell off but yeah. I think like I went to the last one that was good. I think maybe like the two before the end was was good too. Mm -hmm. But I found out about them on the radio. I was actually on my way to my acting class, and they was like had some shit at the mall. So I was like, I'm gonna check it out. So then I went to the the mall, and they was like, What? No, they was like, No, it's at the other mall down the street. I was like, Well, the radio said this. So it was Lynn and her partner at the time. That's her name, Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, you said Lynn. Linda. Yeah, yeah, Linda. Lynn. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And red hair. Yeah, 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 British chick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I did the audition or whatever, and then they was like, we want you to audition it again uh, tomorrow at the Hyatt. So I went up to the Hyatt, did the audition, and then that's when they was, like, talking about, the, we want you to come to the best new talent shit. And I was like, okay. I was, I was young and shit and whatever. But then other people who was there was like, oh, you got to pay. It was like, oh, this shit weak. But I was like, man, fuck, I'm, I want to check it out. It sounds yeah. good. And, I, I mean, I'm glad I did it or whatever because I was able to come to L.A. for the first time. 
get my first like taste of like of the industry and like meet people and connections and all that shit and then yeah. learn or whatever. But yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they was finessing motherfuckers and shit. Listen, they was definitely trying to make a little money off it. Let's, right. let's be real. Like, but it was cool. I mean, like it got me it got me to where I needed to be mm-hmm. in that season in my life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so I mean all the all 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 I'm still cool yeah. with I'm still cool with Lynn's daughter. Uh, what her one daughter did my first headshots and shit. Oh, really? And then she had another daughter who would just be there, just hanging out and shit. Mm-hmm. And like over the years, I would see her, and we just got cool. We still cool to this day. She got married a couple years ago. Nice. And uh, she had a friend. I forgot her name, but I wanted to smash her friend because Lynn's partner. It was her daughter and shit. Or whatever, and like, yeah, man, that bitch was weak though. She actually like, didn't want to give me the pussy and shit, man. <laughs> like, I forgot her name, but I was like, oh, hopefully, what you call it coming back? I need to get her. Yeah, like, yeah, it was it was a fun, it was a cool experience, I was man. Trying to figure out who was the, the first uh, best new talent uh, winner. His name was Chris. Uh, Chris done some white. Blue oh yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris Dane. Yeah, Chris Dane. That's, That's my boy. Is he still out here? Yeah, so he lived in San Diego. Oh, okay, like okay. no, like so uh, I met him there. Yeah, I, yeah, that was my my first year. I met him there. I, that was actually okay. So I think I did the second year of best new talent. That's why I thought you was talking about. And you was like your buddy. I said the white boy, but no, you was talking no, about no. my other homeboy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember yeah. Chris Dane. That's crazy. <laughs> so all right, so I'm I met Chris's parents before I met him. Like I was chilling because the head of Jive Records at the time had did a little seminar. So I just walked up to him, said what's up, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, come sit down. And there was two people right there. And then we all sitting there drinking, ended up being like Chris's parents and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting cool with Chris. And then I seen him again the following year, and we just got real, real cool. Yeah. They like my white parents. Like, I would like come to LA and stay with them and yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. And then before I moved to LA, I came here for like a month, stayed with them and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're my people's. Yeah, that's good. How's Chris doing? He's good. He got like fucking two kids now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh he joined the Marines and shit. He'd been out the Marines for a little bit, but he worked in San Diego. He's uh last I heard he worked at a gun store okay. or some shit like that. I went about a year ago to see his mom and daddy. They live out in Palmdale. Okay. And shit. But uh yeah, man, they're my peoples yeah, and shit. Yeah, crazy, I call man. his mama mama and everything. Yeah. They love me. They love my dog <laughs> and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh but man, it was crazy like he stopped his own career because he was with that group, the five Irish tenors. So they was traveling like around the world and shit, you know what I'm really? saying? And then, you know, he fucked it up and got kicked out of the group. But he, he was had, on Disney though, wasn't he for a while? Nah, he wasn't. Uh he was auditioning. Well, you know what? He did do some little he Disney. Did do some st- he, Disney he, stuff. he did, yeah, he did do some Disney little type shit. Yeah, I forgot back in the day. Just like a little small type yeah. little shit or whatever. And uh but I remember meeting him and shit. And then they used to do that little show back in the day with the kids have kids be uh performing and shit or whatever. My grandma used to always watch that little show. And the kids who were the judges, you know what I'm saying the kids was just like judging, they were judging other kids. And Chris was on her. And I was like, oh, I know him. What show was that? Uh, that, that? That little black dude, Bobby J, used to host it. I forgot the name of that little show. But my grandmama always used to watch it and shit. And I was like, oh, I know him. My grandma was like, no, you don't. And there was another dude uh, from B&T who was on her. I was like, oh, I know him too. But yeah, but Chris, man, me and him, we was doing like songs and shit. That motherfucker, why white boy can sing, yeah, man? He can. Yeah, he can. He a cool cat. Yeah. He a cool cat. I wish, I mean, I wish I was... I think I still got him on Instagram. I think I got him on Insta or Facebook or something like that. Yeah. I think he's talking like 
it was years ago, but yeah, they this, loved him at yeah. Best New Talent and oh, shit. Yeah, yeah they oh, loved yeah. him. He was, <laughs> he was the prime. He was the creme de la creme. Yeah, it was just like he wasn't talent. even competing. He would just show up and like they knew him, and it was fucked up because. People who had auditioned, like who had been there before, had knew him, and like we was super cool. And I was doing auditions. He would just start hanging out, and I remember like this white lady and her daughter, and she was talking to him and looked at me. Was like, "Are you his bodyguard?" Oh wow! Like, bitch, hell, I his bodyguard. I'm a rapper. What the f- I need a bodyguard, bitch. What you mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. I met some. Ama- I, that was the first time I met Shia LaBeouf. He was there? Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Because they would have like celebrity yeah. like Disney parents to come oh, in. I, I know. And See, I wasn't there when he was there. Shia LaBeouf was there. That was when Shia LaBeouf was like, his dad was like his kind of like like manager stuff. Like Shia LaBeouf. All the cast from even Stevens. Uh, what show used to be hot back in the day? Because they had like legit motherfuckers in the industry and oh, shit yeah. up there. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I met Ron Fair from A&R Records. Oh, I know Ron yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that it surprised surprisingly, I met Ron Fair before he came on Star Search and inter, and and kind of like did like a, you know, he would come and just like talk about our music and stuff like that. And that's what kind of set me apart. But definitely had to begin to build a really great re- relationship with Ron Fair. Uh, who else? God, 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 God. You. Um, there was one dude, I don't remember this, his name, he was a gay dude, he actually got, made it into all, doing auditions, and then he became a producer. I know exactly who you're talking about, I think I know, you're talking about Nick Roses? Is that his name? A white dude? A little chubby, little short thing. Ch- ch- chubby, gay, white yeah, boy. Yeah, 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. so. He cr- was there the year. Oh, okay, yeah. That we were there, and he, that nigga thought he was straight up Hollywood, man. Okay, uh, so, uh, uh, when, when I said there was another dude I saw on that little same show was Chris, it was Nick. So, oh, okay. okay, so, it was crazy, because I, I meant, I, I took a screenshot, I meant to send this to Chris's dad last week. So, Nick started becoming an agent, and shit, that's what he was doing. He was like the youngest agent in Hollywood. He was like 14 or 15 or whatever. Yeah. So he, so I remember giving him my headshot and shit or whatever. I sent it to him or some shit or I forgot whatever the fuck. But years later, he was like scamming and finessing motherfuckers. Come on, dude. Yeah, like uh, some parents had filed a lawsuit against him and shit. And then I saw this one actor was working with him. But just the other day, I took a screenshot. Candy uh, Burris. Dang, that is him, huh? Yeah. That's him. Nick uh, Rose is him. So so Candy so Candy Burris posts a picture with him and was like, happy birthday to the best agent. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker, he's he's managing Candy Burris now. Yeah, so I guess he's done finessing or whatever, but I was like, okay, well, you know, because Candy's big, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like really from, big. From singing to the Real Housewives of Atlanta and shit, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's, his little finessing scam and shit is behind him, and he went legit. But I was like, damn, and I meant to send that to Chris's dad, because I don't think Chris's dad knows who Candy is or whatever. I was like, yeah, he's repping, you know, real people now. But yeah, Nick, yeah, his little gay ass should be walking around and shit. And he was young and shit, but super extra, super gay over the top. And I was yeah, like, oh man. He, he, the way he acted, he was acting like he was like in his 20s and shit. He was like, like a 25 year old gay dude. Little 18 year old boy trying to come up in there. But no, he, he wasn't even 18 because he's younger than me. How, how, how old are you, 34? I'm 35. Dang. So when I was going to that shit, I was like so nineteen. Like my age. Yeah, I was like nineteen, twenty. So he was like sixteen, fifteen. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Oh shit. Uh, I don't know who this is. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna answer it though. Let's see. Fresh Pocket. Hello? What's up, cuz? Oh shit. Is this JP? Yeah, I'm trying to get up on that podcast, nigga. That's what's up. That's what's up because I I, I seen this shit said uh, Indianapolis or whatever. What's happening, bro? Happy happy belated birthday. Right on, cuz. How you how you feeling? Shit, I'm good. That's what's up. That's what's up. I got my, I got well, my. That's why it's in my trigger finger, but they can't slow me down. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got my I got my boy Kev on here, man. Say what's up. It's my how cousin doing, JP. Boss? Happy birthday, man. What's going on? Appreciate it, man. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. You been all right? I hit you up uh, a few weeks ago on, on IG. Yeah, shit. I just uh, I, I be having that motherfucker on my phone, then I delete it, download it, delete it. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. When you gonna make your way out here? I already got my plane ticket. For what day? Uh, I was I was supposed to left uh before my birthday. I was supposed to been there for my birthday. But I ended up losing my wallet and shit, and I had my uh my social security card and my uh my my driver's license and shit. Well, so you I know, got my shit. You but shit, and, uh huh. So, shit, I'm just I'm just trying to wait to fill, uh figure out another day when I'm uh just reorder uh my uh flight and just come out there. Man, bro, you know you could have. You could have came without an ID. You just had to check in earlier, and they would have did extra security, or that they, they would have called somebody to verify who you was. Cause my my homeboy from Chicago, this motherfucker ain't got no ID. He be flying everywhere. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't be knowing about that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Come out. Is, is this your phone number? Yeah. All right, cause I'm, I'm gonna hit you up too on some other type shit too. All right, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you calling and shit. When you come out this motherfucker, man, you could be a guest. Because, matter of fact, I be hanging out probably like 40 minutes from where your brother stay at. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to have your motherfucking podcast lit, nigga. You ugly. <laughs> 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 you know how we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to give a shout out to anybody or something? Or you got something to say? Uh, shout out to our fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> Who like Terry Graves? Yeah, fuck that nigga too. I ain't tripping. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him, bro. Hell yeah, yeah. Shit, I'm gonna finish this you shit, might. and I'm gonna hit you later on because I was trying to get in touch with you anyway. Wow, that's cool, cuz. All right, boy. All right, later. <laughs> I don't know who that was and shit. <laughs> Cause I didn't have his new number and all that. Cause he called the podcast line. Oh, yeah. That's funny. That's funny, man. Hell yeah! How long have we been doing this? Oh, we we just an hour and forty. Before we get out of here, man, you got anything you want to say? Get the people like the the church address when y'all yeah, doing the services, yeah, yeah. all that good stuff. First off, let me just say, man, thank you very much for having me on the yeah, show. It's been yeah. incredible. You know, I believe that it's important that you know um, that pastors go on shows like these, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? To just be real, right. you know? Um, but yeah, so you can go ahead. If you want to know a little bit more about powerhouse LA, you can visit our website at www.powerhousechurchlosangeles.com. Or you could check us out on our Facebook at powerhouse church, Los Angeles. Instagram is going to be powerhouse LA underscore. 
our interest nights are going to be coming up and they are going to be in the heart of beautiful uh, downtown LA, which is going to be September 17th, uh, which will be our first interest meeting. Um, and if you stay connected with us on all of our platforms, we'll have more details for you available. But yeah, man. Yeah, I ain't a religious type, but I'm, I'm, I might pop up and see what you're saying, Listen, what you're talking about on. or whatever, man. No, just to support you, check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Come mm-hmm. hang out with us, man. See, listen, here, here's my biggest thing, and I said it at the beginning. Listen, my job is to get you to understand that God is trying to move you from where you are to where he wants you to be. And if we are able just to humble ourselves and really begin to um, really uh, just hone in on that, man, the the sky is fucking limit. Yeah. Excuse my French, Lord him. All good. <laughs> Y'all give me cussing on this. Oh, shit. Hey, man. Thaddeus Matthew stop. said it's okay to cuss if you're listen, a pastor. That, listen. <laughs> I ain't, listen. Sometimes, sometimes it happens. Look at poor uh, Kirk Franklin. Okay? Oh, yeah. We cussed his son. They, I was they, dying. Listen. <laughs> and then they turned it into a, a rap. Listen, man, I was gone after that, dog. I was gone Hell after yeah. that. But yeah, man, literally, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's all good because, like, with this episode, I knocked two and one. Like, yeah. I wanted to do, like, I wanted to have a pastor on here to talk, and then I wanted to have, you know, more gay people. Actually, yeah, I was supposed to have did an episode last Sunday with these one, two gay dudes. One of them, he's a therapist, but mm-hmm. I, I was letting them know. I was like, yeah, I was showing symptoms, but I'm negative. Yeah. And I was like, if you want to reschedule, like I, like I told you, yeah. we can do it. He was like, yeah, let's just reschedule. Mm-hmm. But uh, about a month ago, I had my homegirl and her buddy on her. They lesbians and shit. Okay. Because I was like, I don't know everybody's sexual orientation that listen to us. Like, yeah. I, all I really know is, like, where y'all from and what country. Yeah. I don't know is ex- exactly who listens or what your race or whatever the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I want to hit all demographics and talk about all type of shit. Absolutely. You know, and then on here. Broaden your horizons. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been called racist and fucking sexist and homophobic and shit. And I'm like, bro, I'm none of that shit. Y'all take these little jokes and you think it's real. Yeah. Like, bro, it's just all fun. But I've never got up here and and disrespected gay people, calling them like the F word. And uh, no, no, hell no. Because I have gay friends and people and shit. And I never like singled out a specific orientation or race. Like, I talk shit about everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, that was cool. So yeah, I'm going to link up with them one little dudes and then, you know, talk, I guess, like some more about some gay shit. And then the yeah. one little dude, he's a therapist. So all that little type shit. So yeah, man, I just want to get different type of people on here, man. Yeah. Talk about random ass shit. I feel you. I feel you, man. Hell yeah. Uh, So you, yeah, you told them, uh, do y'all got a, uh, any social medias for the oh, church? I just did that. Oh, you told them? To, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then if you guys want to check me out, my name is Kevin Francis, and that's uh, my Instagram is going to be uh, Kevin Francis Official on IG. So, yeah. Hell, yeah. I'm going to name this um, I'm gonna name this the gay pastor, this episode. Okay, come the on. The gay man. pastor and shit. Hell, yeah, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be intrigued by that, and then also they'll have, like, the same thoughts that I did and what other people did. What? He's sure. gay, he's a pastor. And sure. then you was able to to tell your truth and your story and hopefully people can get a better understanding of it. And Absolutely. then they can be like, hmm, you know, check this out. Absolutely. Because one thing I've noticed in this day and age, there's a lot more gay ministers and preachers and shit. Because oh. like back in the day, the choir director, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knew he was gay. Mm-hmm. They just didn't say shit about it. <laughs> They're like, as long as he sounds good, go ahead. But it. now, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. seeing people coming up front. It's like, hey, I'm homosexual, you know, and I'm a, I'm a preacher. You know, I can say the word. So, yeah. hey, man, I ain't tripping. Fuck, do what you do. Come on. 
Hell yeah. But uh, as always, if you have a dream, you have a goal, I want you to achieve it. I want all good things to happen to you. I want y'all to stay safe out here with all these diseases and then just with these police and just in general. All good things in life, all positive things in life that y'all want, I want y'all to get it. You know, I want y'all to feel that same way about me. I appreciate y'all listening to me. There's millions of podcasts out there, and y'all fucking with me, and I really appreciate that. So I just want y'all, you know, to have good health, good wealth. I want y'all to stay fresh and stay positive. For everybody out there that be lying on me, talking shit, making up rumors, allegations, and all that shit, you want me to do bad and all that, I just want to say, fuck you, eat a dick, die slow. You just got buried, you little punk-ass bitch. Hey, that's how we do it around here, man. You know, yeah. This is the Fresh Podcast, you know what I'm saying? So we'll catch y'all up. Well, I mean, we'll see y'all. Well, y'all will hear from me. And about another week or so, I'm getting more consistent releasing episodes. You know, was having little gaps and shit. But for the last, like, three weeks, I've been consistent. So this will come out in a couple of days because I just put an episode out, like, Thursday or Friday. So, but hell yeah, man. Y'all stay fresh. And y'all be cool. And we'll see y'all the next time. This podcast has been presented to you by Extraterrestrial Enterprises.